Welcome back to Nerdvana. You want to do the intro? You know what? I'll do it this time. So, welcome to Nerdvana, of course. We're your hosts, Aiden Todd Bonner. And here is my wonderful friend, Philip Mitchell. Today, we're going to be discussing something very interesting. Elden Ring. Now, for those of you who don't know, Elden Ring is, in my opinion, an absolute masterpiece. It is a beautiful game from the developer from software. And as a warning, I'm just going to give you guys really quickly, there will be spoilers in this podcast episode. So if you don't want any spoilers, click off right now. Let's begin. So let's start out with what exactly Elden Ring is. Philip, could you describe what genre it is and the kind of story it tells? Elden Ring is a Souls-like game, as From Software has clearly made the genre. What is a Souls-like game? Um, you got games like Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, uh, Sekiro, and then you have games, other games that are similar. A Souls-like game is basically a game that is where it's open world or not open world where you have to go through each level and of course these levels are going to be bosses and enemies that will try to kill you you also have to level up or get new weapons and basically the thing is you're going to die you're going to suffer and you're going to triumph that's what i believe souls games are like yeah souls games are are a rpg test style mostly where you play it in third person and you have to manage different resource bars, you have different abilities, and you fight really difficult enemies and bosses, and typically you die, and you die like a lot. Like, I mean a lot. Because remember, it's not about your level, it's about your skill. Yeah, I've seen people at level one with no equipment beat the entire game, and I've, I have failed some bosses multiple times before using the most overpowered setups in the game. It really is a skill issue. Oh yes. Another thing, Elden Ring brings in a open-world aspect unlike other Souls games, which are not really open-world, because in Elden Ring you have the opportunity to go look for new weapons, go level up, go explore the map, you know, find secrets. It's really cool about Elden Ring. I, that's what I love about it. Like, the combat is in, in itself good, but it's also good that there is a big map you can go well, out and explore. Well, before we go and talk about the open-world, why don't we actually describe what it is? Because the setting of Elden Ring is rather unique from the other Souls game. The setting of Elden Ring is a place known as the Lands Between, where you play as a character known as a Tarnished, who's been resurrected from the dead to try to become Elden Lord, essentially King of the Lands Between, and possessor of the Elden Ring. You can think of the Elden Ring kind of like the Ring of Power from Lord of the Rings, but a bit stronger. So, as a Tarnished, you are given the guidance of what's called grace. Grace is this sort of golden light that is a direct representation of the will of the two fingers, which is sort of like the god of the Elden Ring universe. Yes. And for you Game of Thrones fans out there, Miyazaki wrote this with the help of George R.R. Martin. So you already know there's going to be some really wacky (laughs) stuff in here. Oh yeah, dragons particularly. Oh, yeah. Of dragons, actually. A lot of dragons. There's oh, a lot yeah. of dragons. There's so many dragons. A lot of dragons. I keep losing to the dragons. Oh, yeah. 
anything by George R. R. Martin, of course there's gonna be a dragon. Dragons are cool. But you know what's even cooler? What? Margaret the Foul Omen. Foul tarnished. In search of the Elden Ring. Emboldened by the flame of ambition. Someone must extinguish thy flame. Let it be Margit the, the Fell. And now, I know you're probably rolling your eyes saying that was the most nerdy thing you ever witnessed in your life, but trust me, we absolutely love this game. And Margit the Fell, I believe, has, has got to be one of the best intro bosses from all from software games. Personally, I do think the Asylum Demon rates slightly higher but Margaret the Fell really drives in immediately just how punishing this game is. To give you just how hard Margaret is as a first boss, Margaret, I believe, has the third highest amount of kills in all of Elden Ring. Oh yes, many people have died to him, mostly new players who just played the game and they keep dying to him. However, if you're actually really bad at the game, but you're high level now and all that, you, 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 of course you'll, you'll still die from him. But considering his HP gap is only like, what, 4,500? Yeah, something like that. It's pretty small. But still, he can put up, put up a pretty good fight against you. However, I wouldn't say he's exactly the first boss. Uh, because he got Soldier of Godric. Oh, no, sorry, Rick, Soldier of God. So, for those of you who play Elden Ring, avoid this boss at all costs. Oh, yeah, Soldier is, of God. Soldier of Godric you. is the hardest boss in the entire game. No, he's Rick, Soldier of yeah, God. Yeah, Rick, Soldier of God, hardest boss in the entire game. I've never seen a boss that hard. He attacks so fast, so strong. The only chance you have to beat him is with guard counters. Oh, yeah, you have to really use your guard counters. Trust me, I'd rather fight Melania than Soldier of God. Oh yeah. Oh, and a tip for you new players about guard counters and parrying. Parrying is probably one of the easiest ways to kill an enemy or counter an enemy. So, if you wanna parry, when an enemy is doing an overhead attack, that's when you can parry. So when he swings on the overhead, use your little shield or whatever shield you have to parry on. And there you go, you parried the enemy. That's not exactly right. I mean, have you tried parrying Margaret's hammer? You can't do that. Yeah, you can't. You That's can't. the point. It has to be like a normal attack or yeah. a heavy overhead attack. Well, I wouldn't say about heavy, but maybe. Parrying is, I'd say, if you're getting the PvP, you need to learn how to do it. Otherwise, it's not really a mechanic you need to know. I'd say it's a good mechanic to know. However, guard counters, I think, are even more important because guard counters... When you're holding down the block button because you're terrified of that big bad wolf coming after you or that giant omen with golden swords and a spear and a giant rainbow sword, you are going to be terrified. But guard counters have your back. See, guard counters are when you block an attack and you press shift and left click if you're a mouse player or keyboard and mouse player and you can attack them. Attack them back, just hitting you. It's really, it's really, really good. It's really, really good if you're a noob. Oh yeah. My other favorite thing to do is uh, get a spear and a shield 
and just hold the block button, just jab him from behind the shield. You know. Well, let's not let's not get into specifics just yet. Oh yeah, I agree. Why don't we just cover more of the world? Oh yes. So uh, we. Spoiler alert: Elden Ring is split into uh, about three sections. Yes, about three sections. So basically, you've got Limgrave, which is the starting area, the first, first four. step. Four or five. Four or five. Don't forget the Halig tree. Do you, do you, I mean, five seconds if you count the Halig tree, and then six if you count the underground cities. Yes. You got more, actually. You got the Lake of Rot, you got yeah. Nokron, okay. you the point got. Is there's a lot of sections in Elden Ring. Oh, you yeah. start off in Limgrave, the starting Great. zone. Yes, and there is another section down south. I call it the Australia zone. Even though it's actually called the Weeping Peninsula, I don't know why it's called the Weeping Peninsula, but my guess it's because of the quest line you start there. Oh yes, the quest line you start at the Weeping Peninsula. I, it really is an excellent quest line. I'm not gonna spoil it too much just yet, but just know that every single part of the lands between has an importance. You, you can go on t- the entire game skipping an entire section. I know my first playthrough, I didn't even know the Weeping Peninsula existed. I never visited Caleb for my first playthrough. I didn't even know Caleb was a zone for my first playthrough. But with the successive playthroughs I've done, I've discovered more and more of the secrets that Elden Ring holds. The Elden Ring map is split into Limgrave, your starting zone. To the right of Limgrave, to the, what is it, west? Is it west or east? I believe it would be so. east. It's east Limgrave. Yeah. That's where you head for Kaled. East Limgrave will, will lead you to a land of rot and death that I highly suggest you skip until you're a little bit higher level. But if you're feeling brave enough and you want to go there, you can go ahead and go there because there are a few rune farms there. And there's a couple of interesting secrets that Kaled holds, oh, including yes. the secret of millennia. Ah, yes, Melania's very bad deeds, you know? Like breaking the Geneva Convention for bioweapons. But we're digressing a little bit. After Kaled, if you decide to go back to Limgrave and head directly south, you'll find a little island continent called the Weeping Peninsula, as Philip has mentioned before. If you you go northwest from Limgrave through Stormvale Castle, and you know, there's actually a secret passage to go around Stormvale Castle. Uh, if you want to look, you want to find out where that is, go check out a YouTube go video. Go check out a YouTube video, yes. Or open the map and try to find it yourself. It's not that hard to find. For and going through go Stormvale Castle, you'll meet two very important people Margit the Fell, the first boss, quote unquote first boss. Personally, I fought the Tree Sentinel first. Oh yeah, Tree Sentinel. I think he reached fourth or fifth place. Yeah, well, fourth or fifth place. Most bosses, most players killed. Oh yeah. Anyway, Margaret the Fell is going to be the first boss that greets you at Stormvale Castle. And then the second one is well, the Lord It's going to be Stormville. a painful to get to him, Godric the Grafted, but he's a fairly easy boss. And lore-wise, lore uh, Margaret's only there to stop Tarnish from reaching Godric because Margaret is perfectly aware that Godric sucks at his job and is most likely and easy to kill. I actually do you know what's interesting though? The great rune god the great rune that Godric drops is one of the best in the game. Oh yes. I think, I believe it greatly raises all attributes, doesn't it? 
I believe it raises all your attributes by five or something like that. Yes, by five. I personally like Radan's great rune. Anyway, we're digressing once more. If you decide to fight Godric the Grafted and manage to beat him, you can move on to a location directly north of Stormville Castle called Liernia of the Lakes. Here you'll see a massive academy towering in the distance, giant jagged shards of stone and crystal growing across this Castlevania-looking expanse. I called it Hogwarts on my first playthrough. I think it more resembles Dracula's castle from Castlevania. But that's my personal thoughts. The only reason I called it Hogwarts is because it's magical. Yeah, Rei Lucaria is the Academy of Magic in the Elden Ring world. And do you hate projectile users? Well, you're gonna. Oh yes, the moment you enter that academy, you're gonna be greeted like you were greeted coming out of a boat on D-Day. They were gonna spam you with magic. And trust me, I died so many times to those just first two opening mages in my first playthrough. The trick is, if you open doors and chests in Elden Ring, you actually get invulnerability frames. So the trick is to just roll past them, open the door, run, pray for your life, and get the grace on the left side of the chapel of anticipation. Oh yes, and don't forget, you're gonna get ambushed. Oh yeah. But if you manage to make your way through all the traps and deadly tricks of Rey Lucaria, you'll come across a room called the Debate Parlor. Here is where you'll find a very unique enemy. Yes, the Red Wolf of Radagon. Lore-wise, this wolf was gifted, I believe, was gifted from Radagon to Renala, which is Queen Renala of the Full Moon. Ultimus, the headmaster of Ray Lucaria, or former headmaster. Yes, indeed. She, she doesn't really carry a great rune like herself. She doesn't possess one, but she possesses the great rune of the unborn. I think it's great rune of perfect rebirth. I don't remember. Yes, great rune of perfect rebirth, which is basically, I believe, it's that egg that she's always holding around. Yes. And that egg was a gift to her from Radagon before he left and divorced her to go marry Queen Marika. Radagon the Red is a... Is a ooh, how do I say this about giving too many spoilers? Is a, is a very important figure in the Elden Ring universe. He, he, let's say he has a lot to do with the storyline and you do get to face him in combat later on. He is the Lord of the Golden Order and a direct apostle of Queen Marika. Yes. Another cool, and then, yeah. After Renala, you have the choice to go get the two Dectus medallions or go through a dungeon to reach the next area called Altus Plateau. And when you get a grace in the Altus Plateau, you can go back to Kaelid. Spoiler alert again. Or a secret. You can go down to Red Main Castle and fight Radan in the Radan Festival. If you now, go before you go to the before you go to the Altus Plateau, you do get to fight Somebody which will drop you the Ruins Greatsword, which is a really nice item to have, but it's really not going to be useful until way later in the game. Oh yes, uh, I find that sword very useful. 
to break Radagon's uh, stance, and it's also very good against the final boss. I'm not going to say its, it's name right now. Very, very, very cool. Oh, yeah. But we digress. Fighting Radon the Star Scourge is a harrowing experience. Even with his nerfs, Radon is still one of the harder bosses in the game. And his. He is so, so punishing. You will get punished for every little mistake you make, and he will give you almost no time to recover. That's true. Your only recourse is back. to go summon the spirits. Yeah, summon, summon the uh, challenges and then go horseback if you can. And uh, for the memes, probably just die from, the, from his, uh, one of his attacks, the asteroid attack. It's funny to die just once Everyone from him. Everyone dies the first time when they see that. Oh, attack. yeah. It's a, it, it, you have to die. It's like tradition at, this it's tradition at this point. You have to die from that asteroid the first time. The second time, do what you want. Or your or your thirtieth time. I, I I don't really know. It took me about fourteen attempts to kill Radon my first time around. I did fight him pre-nerf though. I fought him post. No, wait. I fought him way before any nerf came to him. Yeah. We both fought him pre-nerf, but I was very over leveled for Radon because I didn't know about him. I was under leveled, and I beat him on my third attempt. Third attempt. God damn. Yeah. I don't know, bro. I just play every game, or any game I play, I ended up getting good for some reason. I'm not very good at Elden Ring, sadly. Yeah, I, I noticed that. Um, no, no, no <laughs> offense. No offense. No offense. No offense. Well, either way. Oh, yeah. So, let's talk about uh, the gameplay mechanics now, as we are kind of running short on time. So there will be a part two. Let's look at the overview of the game's combat system and let's see how it differs from the previous sub from software titles. And then we can look at the weapons, the magic. Well, and the combat system is essentially identical to Dark Souls 3 combat system. Mostly, yes. You got the roll, typical roll. You, you also got your got lock on, you got your heavies, your jumping attacks, you got your... L1 chain combos, etc. Oh yeah. Plus you got, I think Elden Ring has more magic than the previous From Software titles. That is true. But yes. And uh, there's different forms of magic. You got the, of course, the intelligence magic, which is the glintstone magic. And then you got uh, holy magic, which is not that strong. And then you also got fire incantations. You also got uh, frenzied, frenzied flame incantations, and black then flame. black flame too. And you also got thorns, which is, uh, in my opinion, not that great. And then you got gravity. My no, no. favorite is gravity. There's, there's blood flame. Yeah, blood flame and lightning too. Lightning. Let's not forget lightning. The lightning the dr and the dragon communion. Yeah, dragon communion and. My, my personal favorite beast dragon is, yeah, beast incantations. Aren't those for scale to do physical damage? Yeah, those do physical damage, but they're counter the type of magic. Oh, yeah. My favorite magics to use, personally, is magic from Rayo Lacaria. The, uh, Glintstone sorceries. Yeah, Glintstone sorceries. And the full moon sorcery. Yep, and I also like to use gravity along with 
a few of the dragon lightning incantations. What he's saying is that he likes to use what's overpowered. Yes, I like being overpowered. But he refuses to use Night Comet, which is the best spell in the game. Oh, well, no, I use it. I just, I'm, right now, I'm not actually using magic. Ah, oh, fair enough. I'm, I'm, com- I'm currently using uh, two great hammers, because they're fun. We know the true Gigatrad build is the fist build. Oh, yeah. I have a fist build. It's called the Horalu build. It's fun. If you don't know who Horalu is, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, really. Don't worry about it. Uh, as much as I'd like to continue talking about this, it does seem we're about to run out of time for part one. Yeah. This will be continued in part two.